Um, yeah, Mary is our blessed mother. <laughs> yes, she is. She is the queen of all saints. She's the queen of heaven. And earth. And earth. She is the mother of God. She is. Now a lot of you people know, fought about that. Huh? People fought about that. They did. I was just going to bring that up. You know, I yeah. would, if, if we were, okay, so here's a fun game to play. This is, here's, here's the opening now. Oh. All right. We often have a hard time coming up with openings to our podcast. So uh, if you could pick a council mm. to be at, mm. which council would you be at and why? Oh, that's because mine would be Ephesus. Okay. On this topic alone, Mary is mother of God. Well, we're talking about Mary today, but I would go to Ephesus for Mary, mother of God. Because a, I want to see Santa punch Arius in the face. Yeah, which may or may not have happened, but it's I'm a great saying story. It happened. I'm it's a saying great it story. Happened. Did we talk? Did we have a podcast at that point? Uh we didn't talk about this though. No, did we, we did have a podcast, have a podcast. At Christmas. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't did. talk about it. Oh, we're gonna save that for. Uh, uh, stay tuned. We're gonna uh, make you all wait till next Saint Nicholas Day. I might be lame and just say Trent. Um. But well, that wasn't as a fun one. Oh, it was pretty wild, man. It was like crazy stuff happening in Trent. Well, I mean, but the bishops weren't really like. Oh, they were fighting. I guess. I mean, I mean, I don't know. But Trent was also a long time. Like there were three different. What was periods. that like twelve years? More than that, there were like three different fun. periods of Trent. Yeah. Um, but I was right. Theotokos. Theotokos. Yeah. Right. Theotokos. Mother of God, that's a cool one. God bearer. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, why Trent? I think that I like the world was on fire. The Christian world was on fire. Well, that's that. yeah. And it was like they, people think it's bad now. Oof. I mean, it was it was intense. I mean, they were dealing with you know like there were like I said there were three periods of Trent. Um, so maybe I'd have to like narrow it down to which period I would talk because you know some of them were a lot of. A lot of councils, right? They put out big documents um, and just wrestling with some stuff that is maybe not as fun. Uh, but then, but Trent, all the big questions were up. Everything, everything was like up. Well, not all the big questions. No, Ephesus was a pretty like those early councils. Those were oh, big huge. questions. Nicaea was yeah, absolutely. You know, anyway, I would say Ephesus because. I would love to argue about because I mean that's that's a bold statement to make that God has a mother. God's got a mom. Because how can God, who is infinite and eternal and outside of space and time, have a mother? And then that would also imply that God had a beginning, because to have a mother, you were birthed by your mother, and so if God has God can't have a beginning, and like that's just. That is some cool theology and philosophy coming together. Yeah. It was a big moment. It was a big deal. It was awesome. Welcome to our Ed Talks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Riley Davenick. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Alleluia. Still, Alleluia. In the, still in the Easter still season. Still in the Easter season. And okay. next, 
This Sunday is May 1st. May 1st starts the off. The Solemnity of St. Joseph the Worker. Yeah. But also the beginning of the month of Mary. Ah. Oh, Mary's she's, month. She's awesome. Our mom's month. Theotokos. The mother of God. But, you know, I don't know about you, but May is such an awesome month because it's, especially in Chicago, right? It's the month that we, we finally start to feel like, oh, I, like winter just lingers through April. Like it, it, it does not. Well, yes, it does. It doesn't I'm let. Sitting here in a sweater still. Right. It doesn't let its grip, April. its icy grip go. And then May is finally like summer is walking through the door in May and the flowers are blooming. The Lincoln Park Zoo is incredible in May, Hopefully by the way. Like golfing again soon. Golfing. Lincoln Park Zoo. Yeah. it's In May? In, oh, awesome. I don't think I've been to the Lincoln Park Zoo in at least a decade. I may have even been in grammar school when I was at the Lincoln Park Zoo net last, which would have been well, you don't two have, decades ago. You don't have children. No, I don't. Uh, That's absolutely true. Yeah, uh, This is great, but, the, but in May... Another sign of the resurrection. <laughs> celibacy. <laughs> so, the, so May is just awesome, right? The flowers are in full bloom. They're in full force. The sun is out. Mm-hmm. The days are finally warmer. It's light for so long in May, right? I'd say that is, that is nice even now that it's like... Eight o'clock when the sun's going down soon right. be later. That's I, nice. I mean, May, it's just a beautiful, wonderful month. And, and that's why we celebrate our blessed mother during the month of May. That's exactly right. It is her month. She's the bring flowers of the fairest, bring flowers of the rarest, right? Let's crown Mary. We crown her with blossoms today. Which we'll do next weekend not this weekend but next weekend after first holy communion so why are we delaying we've had we've had some some people say whoa why are we holding off on crowning mary this is her month let's get her crown but we say we say we're gonna wait to the eighth day to the eighth day (laughs) if you were listening you would (laughs) last week yeah yeah we were just it's all big setup it's all a big setup uh well, this year it's odd that May first is a Sunday. So, the, first of all, that's just that doesn't happen every year. Well, what? But why? When do we do First Communion? We do, at the first, we do First Communions on the first Saturday of May. So, if May first is a Sunday, then May May seventh would always be First Communion. And one of the coolest traditions, mm-hmm. and it's not just Saint Ed's. No, a lot of parishes do this. Is that the first communicants? The day after they've received First Communion, they come to Mass wearing their First Communion garb. So all of you guys who are going to make your First Communion, we are so pumped Super for you. excited. This Super is awesome. Excited. To receive our Lord, body, soul, and divinity, mm-hmm. humanity, all in that Eucharistic gift that he pours himself into is, is enormously important. Yeah. It's necessary, right? And then they get to come back the next day. In their... They're cool first because first holy communion on Saturday morning does not count for the Sunday obligation. Yeah, does not. And the eighth day mass, the eighth day that new. So you have to come back on Sunday for mass. And at the which mass do we invite them to? The first holy communicants do their May crowning at the nine thirty mass. They come. So you want to come see the little boys and girls all decked out in their garb. The crowning will happen, and if you want to see. Yeah. The cutest gathering of little, 
young Christians you dressed for the Eucharist, dressed for their Lord. You come to 930 on May the 8th. Um, but May the 1st is coming up this weekend. This week is May the 1st. And that, even though we're doing the May crowning May 8th, Mary's month begins on Monday, which is cool because and it is what St. Joseph's. people can do in their homes is what one family did one year and invited me over for. Oh, what family was that? And crown the Blessed Mother in front of your house. Yeah, that was cool. The Maneric family invited me over to that. That was during the pandemic, wasn't it? That was it? during the pandemic. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. So talk about that because that's something you could do at home with the statue of Mary that you probably have in your garden or in front of your house. Like you guys had yours. Outside in front of your house. Yeah. But other people have statues of the Blessed Mother inside their house or whatever. Yeah, if you don't. Like, share that. Because that was a great idea. And I will come. I came to his house. This was before he worked for me. I will come to your home and and bless your statue and pray with you as you crown Mary. I thought it was a cool a cool thing that you did. He'll come unless you give him Guinness Zero and sausage. <laughs> and then... And then it will be the Real last beer. time. I, the, I don't even have to bribe me. No, he did. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And yeah, so Whitney and the girls they put together a little like they went to know, Joanne's and mm-hmm. put together a little fake flower kind of crown for her. It's basically the size of a Barbie doll's head. And uh, yeah, we asked you to come over and we that crowned her. Really her. cool. It was really cool, right in the front yard. Uh, but if you don't have a front yard yard statue of Mary, get a statue of Mary, a small one or whatever, and make. A they got to be inexpensive on Amazon. No. And there's a million Catholic bookstores that sell statues of the Blessed Mother. But it's a cool little, that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. And whether you invite me or not, but to do it together and to, you know, sing Immaculate Mary or yeah. whatever and, and crown Our Lady. Because, you know, it's the crowning of Mary, that's, that's a, a very Catholic thing, right? Because a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters aren't uh, pro the Blessed Mother in quite the same way that we are. And they don't always understand our love and devotion to the Blessed Mother. Uh, but we crown Mary not because she's a goddess and not because we think that she has any special power that none of the other saints do. We crown Mary because she's queen of heaven and earth, right? And she hopefully was queen of our hearts. And it's nothing to do with power or authority, right? Jesus said, you know, real power isn't anything you lord over somebody. Rather, power, uh, you're, you're first if you're the last, right? You're the first of all should be the servant of all. And we see that perfectly in Mary because her whole life was about the other. She said yes to uh, God asking her to be the mother of God, putting the will of God ahead of her own will. I have no doubt that Mary wanted to be a mom, and I'm sure she wanted to be a mom I, of many children. I don't know, though, Father Tom. I don't know about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I don't know. I what this I, is why the Council I, of Ephesus is more fun than Trent. I don't <laughs> I don't think she Proof in the pudding. I don't think she wanted to be a mom at all. I think she wanted to be a consecrated virgin, which is why she was so shocked. Because when the angel Gabriel said, nah. Hey, you're gonna be a mom, that, okay, it's easy to become a mom, right? Like, but she was like, No, I I I'm I can't be a mom. She was like Well, yeah, but I don't no, I don't think she wanted to be a virgin. I think she wanted to be a mom. Her heart, her heart was geared to serve. I agree with that. And but I think she was going to. Her service herself. would have been as a devoted mother and wife. All right, and because yeah. they didn't have an understanding of consecrated virginity. Oh, there are scholars that suggest. They I, I did. Know, yeah, I know there about you know scholars. John the Baptist and all that, and the Dead Sea and all yeah. that nonsense. But Mary wasn't a crazy hippie. 
No. She was a good Jewish woman who wanted would have wanted. But she to loved the scriptures, mother. though, and so any, she loved the scriptures. Anyway, by the way, for the record, guys, this is an awesome example of a debate you can have where the church does not take an official position on either of these two sure. standpoints. I mean, Father Dom's wrong, but <laughs> the church has. Uh, but I mean, spoken like a true Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but anyway, Mary, I, like. She had, regardless of whether or not you think, okay, her plan was to be, uh, to get married to Joseph and to have lots of kids, or her plan was to accept the marriage to Joseph but live chastely. Either way, God came and asked her to do something radically different, right? And it, she said yes in her generosity. And she said, not just yes, she said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Which is why if you get in the habit of saying the Angelus, it's awesome. Because you say those words and her words are teaching us how to live, right? Amen. Like her words say, because all of us are, we're called to be the hand servants, the servants of the Lord. Your will is what guides That's why we life. look to her. And, and this not just in this month, but why we crown her and why we pay her such homage and adoration um, and adore her is because she shows us that being a disciple of her son is not only possible, but it's joyful. And it leads to eternal life where she is the queen of that eternal life. Oh, it's, it's awesome. And you think about this too, like Mary, as we already talked about, we let off Theotokos, right? The mother of God. God gives us commandments and God is really good at following his own commandments, right? Yes, he is. He doesn't. He, he he actually. He has to. Right. He, he's incapable because his commandments are are love. Then and he is love. He cannot not follow his commandments. So Christ himself, that fourth commandment, right? Honor thy father and thy mother. God, in the form of Jesus, in the person of Jesus Christ, has a mother, mm-hmm. and he honors her. It's so much so that the wedding feast of Cana which we talked about a little bit last uh, in the last episode. The wedding feast of Cana was the first public miracle. And he he looked he Mary listened to his mom. He looked Mary in the eye and was like, you you know what you're asking me. Mm-hmm. You're asking this process. I, before now, we're living a life of obscurity. I'm, I'm preaching a little bit here and there. I'm doing some cool stuff, but we're living a life of obscurity you are asking the clock to start and the end is what Simeon told you about Mm -hmm. your heart will be pierced do you know what you're asking me to do to start this and she knew and she she did know she knew and she said yes it's time and she just went right up to those servants there and said do whatever he tells you and and he was like yes ma'am Yep. As a good son, yes, ma'am. And so we go to Mary and we bring her. We say, hey, "Look, Mary, uh, could you put in a good word for me with with, with <laughs> That's Jesus?" That's right. Yeah. So, what does your Marian devotion look like? How do you? What do you? What do you do, Paul? Oh man. So I. This is, this is a uh, such a rich blessing that I am not. I don't joyfully do this every day because I am very much a fallen, lazy person. But I started a couple lengths ago saying the rosary every night next to my daughters as they fall asleep. After prayer, we do like a night prayer and then I'll sing them a song or something. And then 
I just stay in the room and I just say my rosary quietly. I say my rosary. And um, they now, it's, it's, it's amazing because they now ask me, they're like, they get mad at me if I have to leave. Like sometimes I have to go to the bathroom after prayers. And I'm like, I, they're like, are you going to say a rosary? I'm like, yeah, I got to go to the, I'll be back. Or there's dishes that have to get done. That's awesome, yeah. Are you going to say a rosary? Yeah, I'll be back. Um, or whatever. Or there's a phone call I have to make. And I know that, you know, it's someone in the East Coast and I don't want them to have to be up late. So I got to make that call. So I, but I always come back. Mm-hmm. That's not true, dear listener. That's a lie. I normally come back. It, your, your intention is always to come back. Not, right. Yeah. 90, but 90% of the time I do. And I finish. like, I'll say, maybe sometimes I'll say like the first, I'll say the first decade with you and then I'll go down and do my stuff and then I'll come back and I'll say the last word. And sometimes I'm really tired and I'm like, I don't want to say these four decades right now, but I do it. And I'm not going to get into the details, but I will say this. I struggled, struggled with a particular sin, a particular vice for years and it was eating at me. Um, and I don't, you know, whatever, this isn't a public confession. But uh, for another podcast that maybe my kids aren't listening to, I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I struggle with it. And when I started committing to the rosary every night, it, I, be, I didn't even go into saying the rosary thinking like, well, this is something I'm going to say to It'll help me. Get, I did not even ask and about a year in, I was like, I paused. And I was like, hey, I'm just not really struggling with this, this evil, this sin. What? And I was like, what happened? Because I tried before. I like, couldn't kick it. And the one thing that changed was me saying a rosary every night. And that that's was why she is the queen of heaven and earth and the queen of our hearts. Yeah. And that's why the devil hates the rosary. He will. He he's the one going like, dude. That rosary's lame. It's been a long day. Just go to bed, man. Go to bed. Yeah. Make that phone call. It's like a 10-minute yeah. prayer, but you do, you you meditate on on the, the moments of Christ's life. You meditate on what he gave to you. You medica- meditate on on what Mary did. It's it's awesome and sometimes it's super dry and I just do it. It's like I'm yep. sh- it's like working out, right? Sometimes you do it and you hate it. You hate it. You're like this is rotten but you do it but you do it because you know it's it's for your own health and well-being so and this is for your eternal spiritual health yeah so yeah. anyway so that so i mean if you that's got, beautiful that's awesome thanks if, for sharing that if you've got something that's holding you Amen. up and you can't break free and I, I like i'm telling you like i did not i didn't bring it to mary i didn't bring it to god i just started to she took care she handled it and i was like beautiful yeah i'm not and, and i'm still falling person i still struggle sometimes with that kind of temptation but not even in the same universe yeah of the addiction that it was before so anyway yeah that's mary she's real you know for me i really didn't get a devotion to the blessed mother till i got to the seminary um because mary was just always kind of like when i was growing up uh, she was just like she was she was no different than any other saint to me you know, she, I figured, you know, yeah, she's special. My parish, we did a big May crowning every year. And um, we had a big ice cream social after our May crowning. And so, like, I saw Mary's more like the ice cream queen that I did of <laughs> not queen a, of heaven and earth. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. No, right. Um, so, like, 
I, I really didn't have any relationship with the Blessed Mother or that till I got to seminary and that someone, well, one of the seminarians introduced me to St. Louis de Montfort and his total consecration mm. to the Blessed Mother, which is a beautiful thing to do. I highly recommend it. Uh, August 15th is the next major Marian feast day, the Assumption of Mary. And so look up St. Louis de Montfort's total consecration to Mary, to Jesus through Mary, actually. Um, and set, get ready to do it by the, by August 15th. But anyway, I did that consecration. I failed at it the first time. <laughs> I, it, it is a lot. It's a lot of prayers every day and a lot of readings and stuff. Um, so I totally failed and bombed it. I think I was trying to do it by December 8th. And then I think I started again for the, uh, annunciation at the end of March. And then it was, and that was during Lent and stuff. And as I read it and I learned more about Mary, and you know what Louis de Montfort says within that consecration? Uh, no one knows you like your mother. And it's your mother who knows you best. He was actually, he he knew, he, he was really a prophet at that time because now we have like DNA and, and, and stuff and science that actually shows mm-hmm. like biologically mothers are connected to their children in a way that, biological dads aren't even because they you grew inside your mother right yeah, and so I, it is next level as a father i'm not diminishing and producer rick is a father i'm not <laughs> diminishing fatherhood at all i'm a spiritual father right um it's not to say that you love your children any less than your wives love your children but mothers have a very unique relationship both biologically and spiritually mm-hmm. and louis de Montfort was speaking more to the spiritually so if no one knows you like your mother, then to get to know Jesus better, who to go to than his mother? And after I read that uh, during the consecration, I was like, that just makes total sense. Like if I really want to know Jesus and really have a strong foundation and relationship with him, then I need to go through Mary. And that really just changed my whole viewing of the Blessed Mother. And since then, I have a very strong uh, devotion to her. I see her as my own mother. Um, and I, I pray the rosary often. Not, I'm not a daily, um, but as part of night prayer that I do every night, um, I, I do a, a prayer to the Blessed Mother. And, and Litany of Laredo is big for me. And um, I try to make redo my consecration every year. Um, it's just... Mary's powerful. So that's why I got to spend the month of May looking to Mary, do a little May crowning, come to our May crowning on May 8th, and do something, you know, maybe say the rosary every day or even a decade of the rosary every day this month of May. You know, maybe pray the Angelus at noon three days a week. Set your phone alarm to go off at noon uh, a, a couple of days a week or every day and Easter, pray the Angelus. Easter season, Regina Chaley. Regina Chaley. Beautiful, beautiful prayer. And shorter. And shorter. Listener. Shorter. Shorter's um, good. Yeah, so do something Marian this month and give honor and glory and praise our, our Blessed Mother. Can I give a quote that I don't know if it's an accurate quote or if it's made up? But sure. I, I, those are good. Those are like the best Sounds kind. Sounds like Aquinas. Yeah. What? That's not even... <laughs> St. Maximilian Kolbe, who you spoke about at Good Friday, made a really beautiful, um, just awesome. Militia Maculata, yeah. So he, founder of Marytown, um, 
anyway, I believe it was Maximilian Kolbe. If you don't know Maximilian Kolbe, watch look him up. Watch the video of our stream on Good Friday, right? Good Friday, yeah. Um, Father Dom talks about him. He's an amazing saint. Look him up. Uh, either way, look him up. I believe it was Saint Maximilian Kolbe said, "You can never love Mary more than Jesus does." He did say that. Yeah. You can never love Mary more than her own son does. But try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Father Dominic. I'm Palmineri. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>